Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thanks to the guys for Guide Talk. That was a lively hour. I hope you enjoyed it. If you missed any of it, you can always head over to MyFaithRadio.com. Check it out. I'm so glad to have Dr. Bob Muller back on the show today. It's been a while since we have uh, talked and since he's been on the show, but he's been in ministry for over 40 years. And one of the most perplexing and disturbing questions that he has yet to answer is, why would a man abandon his children? And we're going to talk to him uh, this hour. Uh, Bob can be found at fourkeepsministries.com. He's written a wonderful book with his wife, Cheryl, called The Six Hearts of Intimacy. Enjoy deeper love and passion in marriage. And I always learn a lot when Bob is on the show. Bob, welcome back. Thank you, Bill. It's great to be back. Yeah. Uh, where are you located right now? I always have to well, ask. In the, <laughs> in the Chicago area. Okay. I mean, I know um, that's where you live, but I know you did some... Time on the road, too. Yes, we uh, spent some time in Florida, and uh, our ministry takes us to different states. So you're right. Sometimes we're, well, who knows where. Yeah. But uh, today we're closer to home than usual. Oh, good. Now, this is a very challenging topic you've brought to us today. And I know you've thought about this. uh, You've been uh, confronted with this uh, over your 40 years of ministry. And I know there's a lot that we're going to learn today from you, so thank you for bringing this to our attention. I know this is probably a difficult topic. Well, it is, and I want to say at the very beginning that whatever I say, I say in love. Um, I'm going to have to say some hard things today to men that are um, possibly considering leaving their children or have. Uh, I want to speak the truth in love, but I think I don't do anyone any favors by holding back because children actually end up uh, paying the highest price, of course, when fathers abandon uh, when abandon them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that mothers don't try and do a heroic job. I also want to say that. And I respect the, the single mothers that are out there doing all that they can to try and um, give their children the best life possible. Mm-hmm. But script, Scripture is, uh, well, let me just start with Isaiah 54, 6. For the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. And then in 1 Timothy 5, 8, but those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. Uh, Scripture takes note, particular note, of children that are abandoned by their fathers, uh, wives that are abandoned by their husbands. And I I am serious, Bill, that in all the years I've been in ministry and maybe hundreds of couples that I've worked with, I still cannot understand how a man can walk away from his children. Mm -hmm. I I do understand why he walks away from his wife. I don't, you know, I always accept that that, uh, excuse, but I, I still have to say, I have six children now, grown children of my own, and nine grandchildren. I still cannot fathom walking away from them. Mm-hmm. 
and um, just just turning my back and and leaving home. Yeah. Um, go now, ahead. Bob, you know, Bob, just because this subject is going to be uh, difficult, and I love that you said that we will put up the guardrails, one being truth, one being love, so no cars hopefully will go off the road today. I would love, as we continue this discussion, would you uh, just give us a, a little word of prayer as we go forward for everyone who will be receiving this message? Absolutely. Lord, today um, we come in the Spirit of Christ. Uh, he came filled with uh, truth and grace. And he came to set us free. He came not to even judge the world, but that we might be saved through him. And today, Lord, as we talk about the difficult topic of why men leave their children and its impact on them, help us remember that the road to redemption is always open. The way of forgiveness is always available. That the cross can cover uh, the worst decisions of our life. And that it's never too late, never too late to turn back and do the right thing. No matter how old we may be or our children, it's never too late to begin doing the right thing. So I pray that your Holy Spirit will guide this conversation and that it will, in the end, uh, speak either assurance or conviction, whatever is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob. All right, let's... um continue. Uh, now, you do say that uh, you understand how men can fall in love with uh, another woman and decide that someone else will make them happier than their current wife, but we call that adultery. That's right. Uh, to leave your wife because you've met someone else that you think is uh, better for you, more suited, um, more sexy, whatever it is, it, it's wrong. You have committed yourself for a lifetime till death do us part. And so while I understand explanations, I, I, don't, I don't accept excuses mm-hmm. um, that it's just wrong to abandon your wife uh, because you have found someone else. You know, I also understand that some men feel really overwhelmed by the pressures of life and they simply give up and walk away from their marriage because they just feel overwhelmed. I do understand that. But again, I think that's an explanation and not an excuse because God has promised, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Um, God has promised he won't walk away from us. And he calls us uh, to do the same, to never walk away from our family. And with that, uh, God will help us. Uh, the pressures can be enormous. I understand that. I raised six kids and um, it was at times economically in so many ways. It seems some days were mountains so high and so difficult to climb. But that's where Jesus can walk with us and, and help us to, to make a way when there seems to be no way. Um, and I hear from some men that they feel so disrespected by their wives that they decide to leave them and find someone who will think they sh- will show them more respect. Um, Well, I think in some cases that's just an exercise in self-pity, but it's also wishful thinking that there's someone else out there that will never insult you or or never make you feel disrespected as a man or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just just think that's unrealistic, and it certainly isn't cause to abandon your children. So, I mean, I get it why men leave their wives, but, Bill, I'm going back to the fact that I don't understand how they can leave their children, um, the children they fathered. 
These children are their own flesh and blood. And while children can always find another father, or excuse me, a, a wife can always find another husband, husband can find another wife, a child can truly never find another father, not at least like the one that was responsible for their conception. They really only get one in this life, even though some men step up and, and try and fill that role. In all the years I've been working with adults, they have this longing to connect with their father. They have this longing to be loved and to have a relationship with him, even if he left them when they were a year old, even if he left them before they were born. There is this deep, deep hunger and desire for a connection. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to speak frankly to fathers who have abandoned their children or are considering it. Um, I want to say this, and again, I'm not speaking to those whose wife or girlfriend left them against their will and maybe took the kids. I'm talking about those who chose to walk away from their children. Um, I'm going to use a word that I have thought of carefully, and um, I'm not judging a person. I'm judging their behavior, and there's a difference. <laughs> I don't judge people. God's our judge. And no matter what people have done, I won't be their judge. But their behavior, Scripture does uh, speak to our behavior and judge it, so we must. But, uh, Bill, I think it's cowardly. I think it's cowardly to walk away from your children. Uh, they need you. They're vulnerable. Um, your presence in their life is absolutely essential to their well-being, to their development, to their future, to their um, ability to do well in school, to adjust society. I don't think I have to make the case because there's a mountain of studies that say children do best when they have a two-parent family that's intact in all these areas. Um, rather than show the courage to take responsibility and to raise and provide the children that you fathered through your willing sexual intercourse with their mother, you've made um, what I consider, again, behavior-wise, a cowardly choice to let someone else raise them, whether it's another boyfriend, husband, or the government. I don't think um, that there is a reason that I can think of that a husband or a father can say, uh, I, I won't raise you. I don't want to raise you. Uh, I want to let someone else do that. As inadequate as we might feel, as overwhelmed we might feel, we may never have a role model. That's still not an excuse. Um, when you decided to have a sexual relationship uh, with a woman, uh, at that point, you and a child is conceived, that is your responsibility. It is no one else's. Um, I, I, I know of children, uh, Bill, uh, who their father left them when they were quite young for the secretary at work. And as they grew up, he did very little to support them financially. And there were days where um, one of the children had to work at a McDonald's. And it's a great job. I'm not in any way denigrating that. But he had to go through the garbage to find coupons for extra sandwiches, uh, free ones and whatever that people had thrown away uh, in order to eat. And um, his father, meanwhile, did very well in business, uh, married another woman, said he would never have children that he had had a vasectomy. And so there'd be no more children. And a year or two into this new marriage, he had a daughter with the same uh, with his new wife. Uh, 
And as the children reached college, they approached him and said, would you please help us uh, to get through college? And he would not give them a dime, even though, again, he was well off. Um, Bill, I can't understand that. No, I can't either. I can't process it. I, I, I don't know why. Um, the impact on kids, I've seen it uh, again in our ministry. Uh, and again, grace can overcome. Uh, God can fill up the empty places. I really believe that to every child who was raised without a father. You cannot change your uh, ancestors, but you can change your descendants. <laughs> and you can start a new family tree. You can plant one. And God will nurture it, and it can be wonderful. And Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen. But let me tell you what I see most often, and that is young men who cannot find direction in life, who have trouble launching, uh, who are afraid of commitment, who do not want to get married, um, who postpone these types of things because they just don't have any self-confidence. They just don't have any assurance that they'll be able to do this. And that is the direct result of not having a father in their life. Wow. Well, let me take a break. I'm speaking to Dr. Bob Moeller and his book that he wrote with his wife, Cheryl, is called The Six Hearts of Intimacy. Enjoy deeper love and passion in marriage. You can learn more about uh, Bob's amazing ministry at fourkeepsministries.com, F-O-R-K-E-E-P, ministries.com. We're talking about a very difficult topic today, if you just joined us. It's uh, what causes a man to abandon his children. If you have a comment or a question of anything you've heard so far, I know Bob would be delighted to answer it for you. All you do is text it over to 877-933-2484. Thanks so much for listening to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Hey, I'm Susie Larson. If you enjoy what you're finding here, consider subscribing to some of our other faith radio podcasts, like mine, for instance. You can search Susie Larson Live at myfaithradio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe and have a great day. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to have Dr. Bob Moeller as my guest. We're talking about a difficult topic today, what causes a man to abandon his family. Um, Bob does amazing um, counseling work uh, with couples and has been listening to couples talk for 40 years about their marriages and relationships and helping navigate uh, through the difficulties and does an amazing job. You can learn more about Bob and his ministry at fourkeepsministries.com. So, yeah, Bob, you've been saying um, a lot of things that are, are good and true, and um, probably for many, they're falling, and this is hard news for them to hear. Yeah, I think so. And I am not uh, <laughs> willingly, you know, the Bible says God does not willingly afflict the sons of men. And I'm not, you know, in uh, taking any um, any pleasure in what I say. I'm I'm rather, I guess, uh, pleading. Um, I guess I come in a spirit of, please listen to me. 
um, because this is so high stakes. This is so all important. You know, I, I need to say to the men who aren't willing to pay child support today or provide for your children's needs to the extent that you could, such behavior as well is cowardly. Um, those children need clothes. They need food. They need um, all the necessities of life. Plus, they, they deserve something a little bit more than bare subsistence, you know, to get through life. And again, unless um, you were forced against your will to engage in sexual relations with a woman, these children are the product of your choice. Mm -hmm. And there is no free love, Bill. I mean, our culture pretends there is. We've tried all sorts of ways to, um, I don't know, invent the idea that there's free love. I, I grew up in the 60s in the hippies era, and of course, that was the mantra of the age. But we've tried abortion, we've tried uh, different types of contraception, and everything to make love free. But uh, when it comes down to it, it always carries a price. Um, it all, sex always brings with it a cost. And it's not one that uh, we should run from. It's not one that we should eschew or consider to be a burden. Um, children are just a magnificent, wonderful. The Bible says they're a heritage of the Lord. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And, <laughs> you know, there's uh, there were five arrows in a Hebrew quiver, mm -hmm. in a soldier's quiver. So it says, blessed is the man who has a large family. Uh, Cheryl and I had six children, and some people certainly questioned that. I remember when we went to the doctor expecting our fourth child, we had actually been there a year earlier for our third child. Uh, the nurse looked at us and said, are you two members of a cult? <laughs> <laughs> I thought of it later. I wish I had said it. I, I wish I would have said, no, we're just making sure there's someone around to pay your social security <laughs> when you retire. Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing this. Uh, no, we weren't a member of a cult. We did we did go against the grain of our uh, generation. Uh, we had been raised during the era of the population bomb by a guy, Paul Ehrlich or whatever, who claimed in 1970 that the planet was going to perish if we just didn't limit our population. And now, actually, we're in a negative population growth pattern in the United States. We're not even redu uh, reducing ourselves. I read the other day, I think our birth rate is 1.9 something two, 192 or whatever. When it falls beneath two, you're, you're, you're going to go into a negative uh, growth rate as a society and that can't be sustained forever. But I'm, I guess I'm getting, uh, I'm getting away from what I want to say today. I, I want to, yeah, the hard news is you shouldn't have done this. It was wrong. Uh, it was a terrible injustice. Um, as a man, there's there, there there may be explanations, but I don't see any excuse. But could I turn the corner and say, what do you do if you've done that? What if you find yourself today that you did abandon your children? What what should you do? And you know, my suggestion is start with getting on your knees and confessing to a holy and loving God that you've sinned. The place any place to start when we've done something wrong and hurt others is to recognize it, admit it. And, and thankfully we can come to a savior willing to forgive us. Uh, he took uh, on himself and the cross, the, the guilt uh, of our wrongdoing. He has paid the penalty for it. He's been punished by God 
And uh, he's raised to life so that through his grace we can be offered complete forgiveness. And so that we no longer have to carry uh, the uh, the spiritual weight of this that he carried for this. But we need to admit to God that, you know, what we've done is wrong. Uh, then we need to get up off our knees, go to our children, regardless of their age. I don't care if they're 5 or 15 or 35. Uh, you need to go and ask their forgiveness. Um, you need to go to your kids that you didn't raise or didn't raise as you should or support and, and confess that and ask their forgiveness. No, I'm not saying that they'll leap into your arms and say, thank you. And yeah, it's fine. And they may not speak to you. They may not accept that at least for now, they may be angry at you, but they, you have done what you should. And Bill, I'll go back to what I said earlier in working with um, children who didn't have a father growing up and one reason or another were abandoned. I'm trying to think of, of, of any, maybe just for the sake of uh, accuracy, there's been a few, but I can hardly think of anyone that didn't want a relationship even now. Uh, I have run into very few adults, 30s, 40s, 50s. If their parents are still alive, they still want a relationship. They may be angry. They may be very hurt and upset and, and, and in some cases reluctant. But I'm just amazed how they all will go searching for their dad. They will comb the Internet. They will talk to relatives. They will, they will do something. They want a relationship. And so even if at first you're rebuffed, don't let that stop you. <laughs> The truth of it is they do want uh, a father in their lives, uh, the man who, who conceived them. And, and then I want to suggest to show the sincerity of your repentance that you attempt at least to become actively involved in their life again. Maybe their mother is remarried or someone else. But if there is any way that you can become involved in their life again, and make any needed financial sacrifice to provide for their needs. Um, and this is way out there, but if possible, consider reconciling with their mother if she's single and getting married or remarried and um, uh, working that out. Now, I know people listening today go, oh, Mom, no, Bob, you, just, you don't get it. That's just not possible. It can't be done. Well, I understand that some situations could be very, very difficult. But I attended the wedding of a couple. I should say it was their second wedding. They got remarried mm. after 19 years of being divorced. Wow. Wow. Bob, I have so many questions that are popping up. So we do All have right, let we, me we, press we, the pause then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we are up against a hard break. So we're going to uh, come back and continue this uh, discussion uh, with Dr. Bob Moeller. He is my guest for the hour. What causes a man to abandon his children? There's some wonderful uh, wisdom that Bob's sharing. We will be back. If you have a question or a comment, you can always text it over to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484.
Welcome to the show. If you just joined me, I hope you've had a good day climbing into your car, heading home. We're talking to Dr. Bob Muller. He's um, uh, addressing a very challenging subject today. What causes a man to abandon his children? He's been in ministry for over 40 years, and it's one of the most perplexing and disturbing questions he's yet to answer. Why in the world would a man abandon his children? That's what we're talking about this hour. If you have a comment or a question, you can always uh, send it over, 877-933-2484. Bob, I know I you got into a story, and I wanted to have you continue. Um, well, you said you had a number of questions. Let me I did. So put I, it on hold and see what you well, Of course, say. of course. Well, what happens uh, when a man sort of leaves the house and then uh, a campaign is built around him as this evil person, and so he's been kicked out and villainized, and and the 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 wife, the mother, does uh, all she can to make him the villain. Well, that sometimes happens, and that's very unfortunate, because no matter how angry you might be at your husband, or former husband, or boyfriend. I think it's always wrong to criticize and condemn them to your children. Um, that That is their father you're speaking of. And even though his behavior may be uh, unexplainable to reprehensible, I don't think we should ever poison the well of our children, you know, toward their, their biological father. Um, if that has happened, uh, I still think that uh, we live in a, an age of father's rights. We live in an age where, in most cases, uh, men have a legal right to be in contact with their children, unless they've done something that the courts have refused that. And so I think even if they have been spoken of badly, uh, it's never too late to go back and change your reputation, at least with your children, mm-hmm. by becoming involved in their lives. Uh, showing up at their games, um, celebrating their accomplishments and milestones, their birthdays, um, communicating with them on a regular basis, uh, making time in your life uh, to be available to them. Again, I think in many cases today, particularly, it has to be a rather extreme situation where a a father is not allowed into a child's life, even over the objections of their mother. So I think you should make every effort to make contact again. Um, And it may be in order as well, you know, if to apologize to the mother, to if you (laughs) abandoned and left her in a very precarious place and have not paid child support and other things, I think you need to attempt uh, reconciliation with her, at least on the level of uh, taking responsibility, showing remorse, repenting, trying to make restitution, making a request, will you forgive me or accept my apology? I mean, it's. I think all those things are needed, and you never know where that might lead when you come back and truly uh, humble yourself. Uh, now, maybe she won't accept it, and maybe whatever, but still, you still have that option with your children. Now, that's assuming they're minors. If they are older, if they're adults, legally, no one can stop you Mm -hmm. from connecting with them. And it seems to me, at least my experience is, Bill, that um, age 18, 19, and 20, those those late teens, early 
20s is when the desire to connect with your father becomes uh, particularly intense and felt mm-hmm. in a child's life. It seems somewhere around high school graduation, thereabouts, if you've not connected till then, again, as I listen to people's stories, that's the age in which they really do make an effort often to find the person and develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bob Muller is my guest I'm talking about um, when a man abandons his children. Question that came in, Bob, when parents don't repent or apologize to their adult children and the abuse continues, then is it the responsibility of the daughter or son to create the closure or confront the truth? Um, if you can kind of break that down for me again, I think there's a question or two. Yeah. Uh, so the parents, the, the parents won't repent or apologize to the adult kids. Okay. All right. So, and, and then the abuse continues. They're still feeling the pain of the parents' behavior. So yeah. then the question is: Is it now the responsibility of the the chi- the adult child to say, "Look, at, I'm just going to create some closure around this for my own survival and protection." Or do I just confront the truth and say you have never come forward and apologized and you've you've done so many hurtful things to me? Um, I think yes. I, I think I understand that correctly. Okay, now I, I think I get that as well. Thank you. I think first of all, um, it's important to go in with realistic expectations as an adult. In other words, if there's been no interest on the part of the father, no gesture of repentance, no olive branch extended, then you have to assume their heart is probably still hard, you know, towards you, and that it's very likely your overtures will end in disappointment. Um, And when someone, and I've said this in previous programs, let me say it again, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Uh, Forgiveness is where we cancel someone's debt and give up the right to pay them back. That's biblical forgiveness. But reconciliation is the restoration of trust. You can forgive somebody without their cooperation, (laughs) thankfully. It's just so your heart is free. And you can bring closure. I forgive them, but I give up the whole idea that we're going to ever be able to have a relationship. You know, if that's what they are communicating to you, and then you may have to accept that. But I believe it's always, if you go into this again with realistic expectations that it may not work out because you have not heard and have not seen, I have heard stories of when a child, adult child makes an overture where sometimes that has led to uh, an opening in the door, to a cracking of the ice where uh, the father or whatever maybe thinks that he's done, it's been so long and it's so bad and so awful that there's no chance of going back. But sometimes a child's reaching out um, can can start that process. However, if you've done that and been rebuffed, um, then you just simply have to, yes, protect yourself, protect your heart, Uh, Commit them in the hands of God. You can ask him to please soften their heart, but I don't think you should put yourself in a place where you'd be hurt over and over and over again Mm -hmm. uh, by reaching out. I I don't think that's right. Mm -hmm. I I think you could once, maybe with some support and prayer and counsel of others, but 
if that is rebuffed, if there's no responsibility on his part, no remorse, no repentance, then I think you have to leave that alone until God works in his life Mm -hmm. uh, to bring him your direction. Now, Bob, I'm assuming this is an adult uh, person who has felt this pain. Um, The comment is, this is such an important topic. When abandoned, the child never stops loving the parent. But if the parent won't accept their abandonment issue, then it's so painful for the child. Grown children grow up with depression, anxiety, and fear of abandonment. Yes, they do. That is one of the reasons why I'm speaking to this, because those abandonment fears carry into marriage. So that if you have an argument with your spouse and he or she says something to you critical, then suddenly, you know, you go into full DEFCON 3 mode. Oh, no, I'm going to be abandoned again. And I think Jesus can bring healing to that, Bill. I don't think you have to constantly be triggered by that your whole life. If you have known abandonment, I think that um, the Lord Jesus can bring healing to your heart and heal that abandonment wound where we bring it to him and say, Jesus, what did this do to my heart as a child when my father left or was never there? What lies did I believe as a result? Like I have no value and, and you know, I'm uh, no one will ever uh, want to, to stay with me. All the different things we can come to believe. And Jesus, how would you bring your word? Uh, what would you say from your word that could bring healing to my heart in this case? So I, I think that that there is a way for um, an adult child who's been abandoned to find their heart healed from this situation and be able to go on and not live in constant fear of it. Mm-hmm. But yes, I do understand that pattern. Don't you see how high the stakes would be for somebody to say, I'm going to finally approach my father who left the family when I was eight, and I've ended up with depression and anxiety and a lot of brokenness in my own life, and they haven't said anything for now 40 years, and now I'm going to come forward and say, this is how I see it, this is how I saw it, and it has been very, very difficult for me. And what if they just get completely disregarded? Uh, I mean, just the stakes feel so high, Bob. Yes. Well, I would say this. Um, you want to d- decide to approach someone with uh, support, counsel, um, people around you to help you weigh the pros and cons mm-hmm. of that. I don't think you should just do that on your own. Um, I think, yes, the stakes emotionally are high. And so if it doesn't, if, if it backwashes, um, you have people to help you, you know, pick up the pieces of that. Um, yet, you know, I, I would say that just being able to speak the truth and to share the pain, maybe it needs to be in a letter rather than in person. You know, maybe someone else needs to deliver that other than you. I mean, that's a that's a decision I can't make for people. But there is something uh, often healing about speaking the truth. I was just talking to someone who leads alcohol uh, recovery groups, alcoholism recovery. And I said, what do you do when there is that history of brokenness with parents? And maybe they're dead, no longer available. He said, well, write a letter. 
at least write a letter, put your thoughts together, express the pain, you know, put it in, um, in, in writing. Uh, maybe your father will never see it. Maybe he can hear it. I don't know. But there is something often um, healing and therapeutic about, you know, speaking the truth and expressing your sorrow um, and putting words to it. Uh, again, you may not get the response that you want. My, um, my, uh, I, I was raised with a, a foster brother whose father abandoned him and his mother did as well. And he grew up to be one of the most loving, cheerful, joyful, amazing people I've ever known. He was a youth pastor for nearly 40 years, probably helped a thousand kids in his lifetime. And he'd known, he had known nothing but abandonment up to age seven mm-hmm. uh, when he came into our life. He went to find his mother. It wasn't his father in this case who had abandoned him. When he was an adult, he found her. She was living 20 miles or so from him. Um, and they had a conversation. But um, when it was over, I believe this is right, he called my parents, his parents who raised him, and said, you're my parents. Mm. And, you know, I've resolved that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, sometimes that when we confront the reality and, and realize that dream is not going to be fulfilled, still we can. We can bring closure to it. And we can turn to those who have loved us and been there for us and, and receive that as God's gift to us. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bob Muller is my guest. We'll take a break. We'll come back and continue our discussion. Very sensitive, challenging uh, topic today on why would a man abandon his kids. You can uh, text any comments or questions over you like to 877-933-2484. You can learn more about Bob and his ministry at 4keepsministries.com. Be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. Dr. Bob Moeller is my guest today. We're talking about what causes a man to abandon his children. Here's a question, Bob. Let's see, or comment. My father filed for divorce from my mother when I was just a year old. She had cheated on him, and he would not forgive her. Later in life, I learned that my, that my dad had an affair on my mother to pay her back. So their behavior has destroyed any sense of security and belonging to a family now as an adult, I can't seem to find a career I enjoy. And furthermore, I don't ever want to get married and do to my kids what my parents did to me. Yeah, I've heard that story before. And, you know, in, in some cases, obviously, both parents are responsible for the breakdown of the family and for the destruction of that child's security and world. And it's not just the father, the mother as well. But let me let me say today, because I want this to be a, 
an hour of redemption, um, that even when that kind of adultery and cheating has taken place, uh, that marriage can be restored, that home can be put back together. Um, the ministry that we are in um, often sees people coming where one or both people have strayed. And it is possible to forgive one another and for Christ to heal the wounds and for you to be reconciled as a couple and to give that child the security and love. Now, here's the thing. It it doesn't, again, I don't think that there's an expiration date like a milk carton on this. Um, I've, I've been, as I say, to remarriages of couples that were formerly divorced and all the children are adults now, maybe even married themselves. And no one is more delighted than those children that this has occurred. There is nobody happier that day. It's, it's back to, it's never too late to do the right thing uh, unless I guess people are dead, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's never too late to go back and, and fix what you broke yeah. Or at least attempt to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are consequences, sure, but you know what? The, even that can be overcome. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, Bob. Let me throw out this scenario. Let's say there's been um, a man that's left, and now he's in a new marriage, and the new marriage, the new wife, doesn't want him spending time, energy, or more importantly, resources going to family one. Yes. Um, You know what? Um, Those were my children before you were my wife. And you may not like it, you may not agree, but I am going to be a father to them. And I am going to invest resources. I am going to be in their lives. And I don't often say this, Bill, because I think couples should walk in harmony. But there, you know, two cannot walk together, as the book of Amos says, unless they agree. But there are times where you have to look at your wife and say, you're wrong in this. These are my children, and they need me. Now, it it doesn't need to be either or. I mean, if you have new children or, you know, in in the second marriage, that's that's important as well. But, uh, no, you cannot, as a spouse, out of jealousy— or whatever, say you can't be involved in your kids' lives because we're married now and I don't want it. That would be one of the few cases where I would say, um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do what you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is more important. They only get one father. We're each other's second spouse, but they're they're my those kids have only one dad, and that's me, and I'm going to be a dad. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a. Uh... I appreciate that, Bob. Bob Moeller is my guest, and we're talking about what happens when a man abandons his children. A very difficult uh, topic for sure, Um, and there's some interesting comments coming in. I'm just trying to sort through them as we are still chatting. Um, um, I think with the time we have remaining, Bob, I'd, I'd just love to go to the redemptive state, talk more about that, just so it's never too late to make things right, and we can start as early as today. Is that... A fair admonition. That's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, something, you know, what is what is first John one five? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, today, if you hear his voice, 
do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. It says today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm now in my late 60s. And as I look back on my child, you know, being a father and whatever, I realize there's some places where it was a swing and a miss on my part. And you know what? Rather than wringing my hands or making excuses or, or distancing, I, I, I want to take ownership of that and I want to fix it. And I want to be different today because today is the only day we have. We don't have tomorrow. We can't go back to yesterday. But you know what? Today, well, you know, people sometimes say to me, you know, like they'll complain, I I can't go back to school because four years from now I'll be this age when I graduate. And I say, well, if you don't go back to school in four years, what age will you be? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and if you – I absolutely refuse the idea that it's too late. That's the good news of the gospel, is it's never too late. I mean, the thief on the cross said, you know, remember me. And Jesus said, today you'll be in paradise with me. I mean, the clock was run down to the 11th hour and 59th minute. And and Jesus still said, it's not too late. And so today, if there are people hearing my voice who have abandoned their children and wounded their hearts, and maybe you're ashamed, and maybe you're worried about what they might say, and you have just a ton of reasons to avoid it, just just ignore all that and go do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you cannot do the right thing and have it turn out wrong. God has a moral universe, and you cannot do the wrong thing and have it turn out right. Um, that's God's, you know, maybe in the short term, those two are reversed. But listen, It's not too late. You're alive. You've heard this message. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Do the right thing and watch God show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, God does not steer parked cars. He could if he, you know, wanted to, but he won't. He steers cars that are moving. And we just simply have to take the steps that we should um, as tentative and as uncertain as they might be. Mm -hmm. I've got a comment from a listener, Bob, you prompted this. This is, uh, he's quoting Revelations here. She is quoting Revelations 21.18, but cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery furnace of burning sulfur. This is the second death. I still struggle with lies, not all the time, and forgiveness. What does that mean? Will I still be saved? You know, today, If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you confess that he's Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Uh, Let every man be a liar. God is true. And here's the thing. If God says that he will forgive you through the cross, um, he's not a liar. You, You will not wake up in eternity. Oh, God deceived me. No, my friend you will wake up and realize that every word of God is true, that heaven and earth can pass away, but his word will never pass away. And so ignore the lies. They're, they're, that's just what they are. Go to the truth, and um, God will forgive. Uh, he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. Um, the blood of Christ has paid for your mistakes and mine, my sins and your sins, there's nothing more we can add to it. There's, it's not, uh, you know, uh, the death of Christ, the cross of Christ, plus 
my sorrow, plus my, you know, uh, uh, trying to make things right. It is simply the finished work of Christ and that alone. However, knowing that I'm forgiven, um, I want to go out and obey him. And uh, I I, want to do what's right because, again, as I say, you cannot do the right thing and have it turn out wrong, not ultimately. Mm -hmm. Bob, I have missed you. Uh, We haven't been on the air together for a while, so thank you for making time today. It's been great hearing you talk about this topic. You did it so lovingly and gently, and yet you spoke with great authority and passion, so I appreciate all of that. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy every time uh, we we have an opportunity to chat, so thank you. Thank you so much. You can go uh, learn more about Bob and his ministry at fourkeepsministries.com, F-O-R-K-E-E-P-S-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S, fourkeepsministries.com. That's our show for today. Thank you for spending time with me. It's always been great to uh, have Guy talk and then also a wonderful hour with uh, Dr. Bob Moeller. I hope you have a great night. I look forward to our time tomorrow. Dr. Mark Muska is going to join me, uh, Ask the Professor, one of my favorite hours, and I'm looking forward to spending it with you. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.